Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Embrace this God life. But also part of this God life is being like God. And one of the characteristics of God is forgiveness. And he says it here, when you're in that posture of prayer, forgive. Release people of their sins. Release people of their sins, keeping your heart clean. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another Sunday morning right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. We're going to have a great time today, and I'm so excited that you decided to join us. Well, on today, we're going to start a completely new series. This series is entitled The God Life. We're going to be taking it back by force. Oh, this is so wonderful. You're going to be walking in the promises of God for your life. No longer the victim, but victorious through Christ Jesus. Remember what the Lord told us that uh, starting in this new season in 21 and beyond, but specifically in 21, that we would be taking the land, taking new territory, new opportunities would unfold to us, new things that we've never seen before, and how he would go before us And I saw this go before us as a man uh, cutting the grass, you know, with his lawnmower. He's pushing the lawnmower. The lawnmower is doing the work, and he's simply walking with it. You know, so it's the Lord that will be fighting the battles for us. It's the Lord that will be doing the work, praise God, and we will be entering into his labors. You will will inherit houses you didn't buy, Uh, or you didn't build, you will be, uh, you will be harvesting fruits you, you, you didn't plant. There'll be special opportunities and promotions and, and many more things in store for God's people in this season. So I'm grateful to announce that to you. And here's a picture of this year's, uh, this year's banner that will be hanging over us for the year. The Lord said in 2021, it's time to take it back. We're going to be talking about this today, that the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and it is the violent that take it by force. So remember, with all this growth and with all this prosperity that we will, be, uh, that we will see in this season, uh, there will be a measure of persecution that will come along with the 100-fold return. And the Lord said that he will prepare us uh, for what's coming up ahead of us. He, he would prepare us. That doesn't mean now when, when the Lord's fighting for us and, and uh, the great battles that will be won, that doesn't mean, again, that it will, be a, it will be a time of no conflict. No, there will be conflict, but you will see your enemies falling before you as the Lord fights on your behalf. And uh, we saw a great picture of this in 2 Chronicles 2020 when uh, or Second Chronicles, the 20th chapter, when the Lord sent the army out before, rather sent the praisers out before the army. And what took place there was that um, when the people began to praise the Lord and the beauty of his holiness, well, the enemy army began to fight themselves. 
and they began to defeat themselves, and the people of God simply went in and, and received the spoils of war. That's the sort of thing that we're going to see in 21. So I pray that you stay with me in this series. And again, we're going to be starting the series today entitled The God Life. The God Life. So just allow the Holy Spirit just continue to deal with you uh, in this series and let Him show you the way. Remember, as we're in this atmosphere, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you even more. He'll bring more things back to your remembrance. So expect that. As you're under the cloud, as you're under this atmosphere, expect him to speak to you and deal with you, not only while the message is going forth, but also throughout the week as we're under this uh, cloud in this atmosphere. All right. So if someone asks you, well, well, where are you going or what's happening in your life in this season? I am living the God life. I am living the God life. <laughs> Praise God. So I'm excited to, to tell you about that. So we'll be walking in the promises of God. Now, there's one thing that we're going to see over and over again uh, throughout the series that we will be declaring a thing and it shall be established. We're going to be decreeing and declaring. So let's start looking at this in the book of Job, Job 22, verse 28, Job 22, verse 28. And this is how it reads. It says, thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. And the light shall shine upon thy ways. You're going to decree a thing and it shall be established. Well, you have that authority in Christ Jesus. And we know that kings decree, kings make decree. Well, the Lord Jesus has made you a king and a priest. And you will be using your kingly authority to decree and establish things in your life in this season. It is the word that will go before you. It is the word that will cultivate the ground. It is the word that will open doors that you cannot. And it is the word that will move you to the front of the line. Hallelujah. It's the word of God. So we're going to look at that today and so much more. This series comes with a confession. So let's go ahead and make this confession today. And of course, you can already, uh, you can uh, take screenshots of this or, and I'll, I'll also have this probably available in a PDF form on our website at www.kingdomrock.org. So you can download it and uh, just go throughout this, uh, just say it throughout the week and just get it in your spirit, okay? So say this with me. Uh, I am a child of God and a joint heir with Christ, Romans 8, 17. I don't have to be broke, sick, worried, or sad another day of my life. Luke 4, 18 through 19. I believe I receive the abundant life Jesus has laid up for me, John 10, 10. I cast all my cares unto the Lord because he cares for me. Therefore, I live a carefree life of peace and blessings. 1 Peter 5, 7. I am victorious through Christ Jesus, and the powers of darkness are now under my feet. Ephesians 2, 6, Romans 8, 34. I am no longer a victim of circumstance. Today, I decree I am an overcomer. 1 John 4, 4. All my sins have been washed away, and I have 
constant peace and communion with God the Father. 1 John 1, 7. God is for me, and I obey his voice. Therefore, the blessings are, rather, therefore, his blessings are overtaking me right now. Deuteronomy 28 and 2. Awesome. You did a great job as usual. Praise God. All right, so let's go ahead and go into today's uh, subtitle, which would be The Invisible Kingdom. Let's talk today about the invisible kingdom. And of course, this is a series, so we'll go just as far as we can go today, and we'll see, we'll, uh, we'll just pick up on things on next time. And again, thank you so much for being with us. All right, let's look first of all at Luke, the second chapter. Luke 2, verses 8 uh, eight through 11. Luke 2, verses 8 through 11. We're going to start here. This is prime, this verse, these verses are primarily used in what we would call the Christmas story. But it's so much more than that. There's so much more than that. You know, typically in many modern day churches, we'll, like I said, we'll keep this verse here just during the Christmas time and we'll segment it away and we say this verse is for this time of the calendar. But again, uh-uh. There's so much more to this, and I'll show you this today in the Word of God. This is a verse for all seasons, and you'll see this. I'm excited to show you. So Luke 2, uh, verse 8, and we'll go on down. It says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came unto them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Notice that this tiding, this news, shall be to all people. Let's go on, verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So we're starting here, and it's important that we start here, because we're talking about Mary, and Mary is a brilliant example of how we can agree, of how we must agree with God to bring forth change in our lives. How we must agree with God to bring forth change. So upon hearing the word of God, this is what Mary did. When she heard the salutation of the angel in the very beginning there, she said um, that, matter of fact, let's go ahead and look at that. Let's go ahead and let's go to Luke, the first chapter. Let's go to Luke first, Luke 1. Let's look at verse 34. So upon hearing the word of God that she would bring forth Christ, she didn't dismiss, she did dismiss the impossibility of it, but she sought for an understanding. So let's look at this again in Luke 1, verse 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? The angel said, You're going to bring forth Christ. Hey, he's going to sit on his father, on the throne of David. He is the Messiah. And she questioned, Hey, I'm a virgin. How can this be? How is this possible? Well, the Lord tells her further on down, how it's going to happen. 
But first of all, she didn't dismiss it. She didn't understand it. So she sought understanding. How can this be? Upon hearing the word, she sought to get understanding. Upon hearing it, she didn't dismiss it. She sought understanding. All right. Then we see here in, in verse 38, let's look a little bit, little bit further. Verse 38 says, And Mary said, Behold the handmaiden or, or the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. So, first of all, again, she received the word, she heard it, she didn't dismiss it because from her understanding, this was impossible. So she heard it and she sought understanding of it. Help me to understand what you're telling me. And then she committed herself to bringing forth the promise. Got that? So she heard the word. She sought to understand it. Once she received the understanding, she committed herself to the process of bringing it, bringing it forth. Let's say that again. She heard the word. She sought to understand it. And then she committed herself to the process of bringing it forth. That is key in this hour. Because what she brought forth and who she brought forth changed the world. The seed that was planted on, side of, on the inside of her opened the doors for everyone. And that seed or that promise is Christ Jesus, the Lord. He is the king of the kingdom. And today, again, we'll be talking about the invisible kingdom. He is the king who opens the door of his kingdom for all to enjoy. Now, this is wonderful. We're going to look at this. This is so powerful. So, one would ask the question, what was in the manger? Remember the Bible? The angel said, hey, you're going, to find, you're going to find Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothing, lying in the manger. Well, we've talked about this before, how that was a prophetic picture of what God would do because the manger is a food trough. It was a food trough for animals. The animals would come and they would, you know, the farmers would come and, and put the animals' food in the manger, in the food trough, and the animals would eat from it there. So this, it was not a coincidence that when Christ was born, there was no room for him in the inn. No, it was not a coincidence at all that he was born among in the stable where animals are born. Understand that because Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Uh, lambs aren't born in the inn or in palaces. Lambs are born in a stable. What a wonderful picture God is giving to us. And then, of course, he was wrapped in swaddling clothing and placed in the feeding trough, placed there, symbolizing you will eat of his flesh. You will drink of his blood. You will inherit the blessings of God that the Father has given unto you. The Father himself um, wrapped himself up in a human body in the form of Jesus Christ. Jesus is God, right? And he came and he dwelt among us. And listen, the very first appearance that we see of Christ in physical form is there in the food trough. This is wonderful. God said, you're going to remember Jesus is also the bread of heaven. We've seen that also in the book of John, John 6 chapter. He's the bread of heaven. And so the very first picture that we see him there 
And Jesus said it also in John, the sixth chapter. He said, you're going to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And we also call that uh, communion, right? And at the Last Supper, the Lord said there, he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He said, this is my blood. He said, drink it. This is a New Testament in my blood. Of course, he's not talking about literally there. He's talking about really getting in commitment with him and understanding him and learning him and being a disciple of his. And the Bible is also very clear in the book of Leviticus that the life of the body is in the blood. The life of the body is in the blood. So when you partake of this communion, you're partaking of the life of Christ. God wants to fill your life with the life of Jesus. Isn't that powerful? So the very first picture we see is the king of all kings there in a feeding trough. Humble beginnings, but God was showing us a picture of great things that is to come. So because Mary opened the door for Christ to come in, Christ then opens the door for all to come in. So who was in the feeding trough or what was in the feeding trough? Well, the Bible declares again that the Savior of the world, the one who would take away our sins, the Lamb of God, is in that feeding trough. Secondly, of course, he is the word of God that's made flesh. Book of uh, John, the first chapter tells us that, right? He's the word of God made flesh that came to dwell, dwell among us. Also in John, the sixth chapter, we see that uh, Jesus said his word is spirit and is life. So laying in the manger, once again, is the savior of the world, Jesus Christ. It is also the word of God. The word of God was given birth, okay, in physical form. The word of God. So lying in the manger was the word of God. We can say that. The word of God. Now, the word of God, again, is quick and powerful. The Bible says, in, and matter of fact, let's go and look at that. Um, Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verse 12. Hebrews 4, verse 12. Hebrews 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is alive and powerful. King James says quick and powerful. I like that, too. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Now, Isaiah also talks about this powerful word, how powerful it is. Isaiah says here, let's look at Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. The Lord says, the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same way, let me, one more time, it is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. So I want you to notice that the word of God is powerful, pure, absolute power. Remember in the book of Genesis that God used the word to form everything. He spoke it. He spoke it. And the word is what calls physical matter to come to pass cause things to exist. 
First, the thing that God spoke was only existent in him. And then the father spoke it. When the father spoke it, DNA becomes to come comes together and, and atoms and all of that come together and it created things. And then, of course, the spirit of God hovered over things, bringing it to life. So we see that also in the book of Genesis. But what, what I want you to see is that God's word is creative power. God's word is power. And it is the most powerful thing we can say in our existence today. And even beyond our existence, the word of God is pure, unadulterated power. And it is his word in physical form that sits beside him every day. Remember, the Bible says that Jesus, after his resurrection, now sits at the right hand of Father, the word of God. So in that manger, and remember, we're talking about the God life. In that manger, we see, of course, we see Jesus Christ as Savior of the world. But in that manger, we also see the word of God. And God said, I want you to partake, partake of this substance that I used to create everything. Partake of this power that is life. Partake of this. Get this in you and your entire life will be changed. Feed on this. Feed on my word and your existence will change. Now, I love that. And for more of that, I think we were talking a little bit about that in the last series. We we're just in feeding on Christ or focusing on Christ. We talked a little bit about feeding on him as well. So the Lord says, get this into you. Now, as we begin to close today, as we're talking about this God life, I want you to know that in the manger, Father gave us everything. In the manger, Father gave us everything. And this is the key uh, to the God life, to experiencing and walking in the God life. And the God life, I would, I would uh, define it as living above the natural realm by receiving assistance from an invisible kingdom. Again, the God life would be living above this natural realm by receiving assistance from an invisible kingdom, or should I say the invisible kingdom? This is how we're going to do it. How did Jesus feed the 5,000? He reached into the invisible kingdom and multitudes of fishes and uh, bread showed up. He reached into it. How was he able to uh, get his taxes paid with Peter? He told ex Peter exactly where to go. He reached into the invisible kingdom and pulled it in. How were people able to be healed and delivered? By reaching into the invisible kingdom. There is a kingdom that is all around us, that is all around us, that God has, uh, that, is, that he has set in place for us. And we're going to advance into it and possess the things that God has for us. As in our confession, we don't have to be broke. We don't have to be sick. We don't have to die prematurely. We don't have to go through these things. We can reach into this invisible kingdom and receive all that God has for us. We're going to live the God life. So this is part number one of the series. And I want to just get our feet wet in here today 
Next time we come back, we'll be talking even more about it. But let's go just a little bit further today and then we'll close out. Okay, let's go to the book of Mark, Mark 11. This also shows you a key in the God life. Mark 11, and I'm going to read verses 22 through 26 out of the King James. And then I also want to go into the Message Bible. I love the way that it translates this as well. So we'll look at it too. So this is another key of experiencing the God life. All right, so Mark 11, verse 22 says, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive if ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. So this verse talks a lot about supernatural power and supernatural authority. Saying things. Saying things, words, using words, and causing other things to happen by virtue of what you have said. Now, this is powerful. Listen to this also out of the Message Bible, and we're going to uh, conclude here today. Listen, it says this, same verse out of the message, same verses out of the Message Bible. It says, Jesus was matter of fact. Jesus was matter of fact. Embrace this God life. I love that. His attitude was, hey, this is, he said, embrace this God life. Really embrace it. And nothing will be too much for you. Let me read that one more time. I love that. Embrace this God life. Really embrace it. And nothing will be too much for you. This mountain, for instance, just say, go jump in the lake. No shuffling or shilly-shallying. I like that shilly-shallying. No shuffling or shilly-shallying, and it's as good as done. That's why I urge you to pray for absolutely everything, ranging from small to large. Include everything as you embrace this God life. And you'll get God's everything. And when you assume the posture of prayer, remember that it's not all asking. If you have anything against someone, forgive. Only then will your heavenly father be inclined to also wipe your slate clean of sins. Isn't that powerful? He says, embrace this God life. And you'll have the power to ask. You'll have the power to say, embrace this God life. But also part of this God life is being like God. And one of the characteristics of God is forgiveness. And he says it here. When you're in that posture of prayer, forgive. 
Release people of their sins. Release people of their sins. Keeping your heart clean. And as you release people, Father's releasing you. Yes, if you are born again believer right now, your sins have been forgiven. They have been washed away. But there are certain kind of sins that we pick up down here. It's kind of like the inside of you is clean. But as we walk down in this world, this world is full of mud, dirt, and crud. Now, the inside is clean, but as we keep on walking down here, we're going to get dirty. And as we forgive others, we're continually washed and continually cleansed. Our walk, our day-to-day walk is cleansed and washed by the Spirit of God. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin as we make confession before Father. Yes, your spirit man, if you're born, born again, if you're born again, have received Jesus as, a, as your Lord and Savior. Yes, your spirit man is clean and you are perfect in the eyes of God. But our walk, our day-to-day walk needs to be cleaned. It needs to be persistently or consistently cleansed every single day. And we cleanse that through confession and just praying with the Father and communing with him. Hallelujah. Not holding people's sins against them. Glory to God. Uh, that way, I, it's kind of like, you know, stink, stench. You know, sin is kind of like a stink. Uh, it, it smells terrible on you, but you got to wash it off because it's, it's not really possible to be in this life without getting something on you right now. But one day soon, praise God, we'll have a glorified body and we'll actually walk in this life in such communion with Father that uh, the stench of sin will rise above it so much that it will no longer uh, be able to pollute our walk. And I believe we'll see that now in this life as we continue in this God life. Well, I pray today that you were richly blessed by today's word. And I pray that you will join me on next week as we go into part number two, as we'll talk more about this invisible kingdom. We've got to live this God life now more than ever. Amen. So let's go ahead and close out with a word of prayer today. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much in the mighty name of Jesus for this time you've given us. And Lord, we thank you for the revelation and for the understanding that you've given us in the God life. And Lord, I thank you that you'll continue to reveal it, continue to unveil it to us all week long. And Father, I pray for the grace to really enter into your promises, really enter into this life that you've called us to live. And Lord, thank you for forgiving us of our sins and cleansing us with the precious blood of Jesus. And Lord, if we've, if we've uh, have anything against anyone else, Lord, we do, we do dismiss that now. We do forgive them, and we thank you, Lord God, for healing us as well and forgiving us. We give you praise. Bless my friends that are watching and listening from all around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my friends, that's it for this week. Uh, Tune in with us on Thursday night. We're going to continue in the series of God Protect Us, and I cannot wait for you to be a part of that. So we'll see you then, all right? We love you guys, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye now. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.